Hey there, my friend, it's Trisha Carr. Real quick before we head into this episode, I just want to make sure that you know about Modern Mystic Life, a subscription service for spiritual mentoring and education. The monthly subscription is only $11.11 per month. We have regular support and inspiration delivered with the utmost ease right into your text messenger two to four times per week. You can use your mobile device or your desktop messenger to access the lessons and meditations, a monthly MP3 download of a produced meditation, at least once per month live meditation led by me. There is no account login, and we have a monthly live class workshop. These are usually $35 for non-subscribers, so it is quite a deal. And the community is amazing. This is a way for you to support the Charmed Life podcast and also a way for us to be able to work more closely together. So do check out how you can subscribe in the show notes. I hope to see you there. Hello and welcome to the Charmed Life podcast. This podcast is all about magic, metaphysics, mysticism, and the unconditional love of the universe, and I am your host. My name is Trisha Carr. This episode, oh, um, goodness. I have an amazing, really just beautiful, but also like juicy conversation with my guest in this episode, I'm so exa- I'm so excited for you to connect with it. And I definitely want you to listen to the whole episode, which I guess a lot of people actually do listen to the whole podcast episode. But I want you to listen to the whole episode because at the end, the super juicy stuff happens. Okay, there's my tease. I'm going to tell you who it is. But I first want to just thank you so much, welcome you to the channel, remind you that you can leave us a review on the podcast that really helps to uh, boost it in the light and the algorithm, and that if you want to share it with anyone too, that would be amazing. Also, I want to make sure that you are subscribed to my newsletter because the newsletter in my email list, it's I'm sending out channeled messages and specials and gifts and also the announcements for the programs that are coming up because this year we have intuitive psychic development programs. We have the um, animal communication program coming soon and multidimensional mediumship and a lot of other different ones. And of course, Modern Mystic Life where you can either drop in or you could subscribe. And I highly recommend you subscribe because it's only 11 bucks, only 11 bucks a month. It's uh, just a way to continue to build community together and to give you exclusive content. It's like, you know, how people do Patreon with their podcasts. That's my version of Patreon. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's not on some other platform. So anyway, that, those are some of my invitations to you. But I want to let you know about this episode. Seriously, Jennifer Mitchell, that's the name of my guest. She is a level two, almost level three QHHT practitioner. QHHT is quantum healing hypnosis technique. If you haven't heard about it before, it is developed. It was founded by Dolores Cannon. Dolores Cannon's no longer with us. She passed, and I believe it was 2013. And she is a true pioneer in just so much spiritual self work and also in the area of hypnosis as a spiritual technique or method 
for healing and self-discovery and for being on your soul mission, for understanding what that is. Check out all of Dolores's books. I think Jennifer mentions that she's written like 19. I've read at least five of them uh, that I can think of off the top of my head. And so QHHT is the proprietary hypnotic, um, hypnotherapeutic technique that Dolores developed and is still, people are still being trained in it. And Jennifer Mitchell is a level two, as she says, on her way to being level three practitioner. Jennifer is, has a fascinating story that she shares at the end about a client of hers who uncovered an alien abduction and with proof, there's actual proof. So anyway, I'll leave that to you. Spoil, no spoilers, but we also, in this episode, I have a spontaneous, I get a, I have a, a clairvoyant vision of an elf that wants to give a message to Jennifer. <laughs> it's a fun episode. But above all of that, Jennifer is so heart-based, kind, wise, really fully educated and and fully embodied in this soul work as a guide and as a hypnotherapist. So this is what I have for you, this conversation with Jennifer Mitchell. Do be sure that you are checking the show notes afterward. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that afterward. For now, I invite you to this really exciting conscious conversation with Jennifer Mitchell, and I'll chat with you on the other side. Jennifer, I am so excited to dig into this conversation and to bring all of your heart and the magic that you shine on this world. We have so much in common and I am fascinated and like a lot of people obsessed with Dolores Cannon's work, read most of her books. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for coming on. Would you like to get everyone into your work? What could you tell us about your journey and the work that you're doing? Absolutely. And first off, thank you so much for having me. I've really been looking forward to recording this podcast episode with you. And um, I love talking about QHHT and everything that I do as a practitioner to, to help people. QHHT is truly, it is the most profound method of inner work that a person can do. And it's not just saying like, oh, I had a past life and I lived as a housewife in the 1950s or, oh, I was a Native American. It goes so much more beyond that in our sessions. Um, we learn about the past life in the first part of the session. Um, we take those life experiences and those lessons that we learn under hypnosis. We talk about, with the subconscious, we talk about what lesson did we learn and how can we apply that on the current life journey um, to help improve this lifetime that the client is in now? Um, I also really love what's really unique about QHHT is that we connect with the oversoul or the subconscious. The soul has, has many terms, many words for it. And um, through that connection, we receive very powerful messages that come through for not only the client, but for humanity, um, for greater consciousness about the new earth ascension and everything that's going on right now. Uh, clients also in a session, they have the opportunity to ask questions to their higher self. That's really my favorite part of the session is the client will write questions down that they wanna know. 
And the subconscious will answer back in the session. Uh, so clients can ask anything about whether it's career, what their life journey is, um, things that happened to them in the past, and they can really get those answers that they're seeking. Um, also, it's a self-healing session as well. So the subconscious is so powerful that it has the capability to do anything. We can scan the body and look for health ailments, blockages. We do a lot of trauma release. Um, so the work is just so powerful and so incredible that I get very excited talking about it. And I would like to mention you know, how I came to do this work. Uh, I find that a lot of us as practitioners or people who work in the light or do spiritual work that oftentimes we've had our, our own traumatic life experiences that kind of brought us to where we are now to, to help others. And growing up, I'll give a little backstory. I had a, a very, a very traumatic, you know, childhood. Um, I was raised by a paranoid schizophrenic who was a drug addict. Um, and we moved around a lot and, um, my mom was obsessed with aliens. So mm -hmm. a lot of times we would go to MUFON conventions. Uh, I spent most of my childhood learning, taking pictures of the sky, learning about aliens, MUFON conventions. I didn't understand it then. <laughs> but now as I'm older, I realize that everything I went through and all my traumas was prepared me to become stronger so that I could then in turn turn around and do this work and help people. And one thing that's kind of funny, excuse me, <clears throat> is that a lot of the people and a lot of the clients that I get um, are people who have had the same time or who maybe have stories where they have been abducted by aliens. And so my childhood prepared me in a lot of ways so that I could do this work and help people who are going through these uh, life experiences. And... Um, my first session was back in 2017 um, with a practitioner who you know, um, her, her own DeWitt. Mm -hmm. And in my session, my subconscious told me that I was going to be a practitioner and that I needed to do this line of work. So <laughs> here I am now. <laughs> um, I've been doing this work now um, consistently full time for about two years. Um, and I love it. I am making a note because I have to make sure everyone uh, gets a link for Yarun has been on two times, maybe three times, but I think two times. And so he is a QHHT pr practitioner that Jennifer had her first, the first time you ever had experienced it. Had you been yeah. interested in QHHT before? Uh, you know, like have, I mean, maybe you must have heard about it since you booked the session, mm -hmm. but were you reading Dolores's books and? And everything before yeah. the, your session? Dolores. Um, Dolores Cannon. Um, where do I begin? She was <laughs> amazing. <laughs> uh, I like to refer to her as like a spiritual pioneer. Um, Such a pioneer. She, yeah. I, I mean, like what she did in this work, but as a woman, I mean, she started in the 50s, right? I mean, women didn't even have careers in the 50s. I mean, it was hard yeah. for them to... And she, no one, the only thing hypnosis was used for was weight loss and smoking. And I yeah. mean, it's just, anyway, I'll let you talk. Yeah. Obviously, I'm obsessed with her too. Yeah. I mean, just like no, I, so ahead of her time. Talk about an indigo child, someone who came yeah. like 
way before her time. It's amazing. Anyway, mm. go ahead. Tell us about Dolores. Um, <laughs> really, she, she she pioneered the industry solo. Uh, I feel like nobody was really doing this work. And in a time at that where you know, she was ridiculed for the work that she was doing, she changed the thinking of so many millions of people around the world. And she's a recorder of lost knowledge and all of the amazing stories and things that she uncovered. She's authored over I think, 19 books, I believe, she ended up writing. And so she was really my inspiration. I stumbled across, um, I think, one of her YouTube videos, and my mind was blown. And I went down this Dolores rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> I like, find, like reading all her books and watching as many videos as I could. And I'm like, who is this lady? She looks like she should be knitting blankets for her husband. <laughs> She's talking about alien abductions and the new earth and she's talking about, you know, the Atlanteans and all these fascinating like mind, mind candy. And what was interesting though is that I feel like it was stuff that I already deep down I knew. Mm -hmm. And maybe I didn't want to admit that I knew or, and that's what fascinated me the most. But I feel like I knew this stuff and like I'm just remembering it. And that's when I decided to research and find a practitioner. I'm based out of Las Vegas. And at the time, this was back in 2017, I actually couldn't find any practitioners here in Vegas. Mm. And so I found uh, Perone, and I was really drawn, drawn to his profile. And I started reading up on him. And I reached out and scheduled a session with him. I, I flew out to L.A. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And my life changed. Like It's never been the same since. I, I had a session with him in 2016. Who knows? Maybe just, I don't remember what month it was right now, but um, probably just a few months before you. So <laughs> we were like really trying to cross paths. Yeah. yeah. And I, I live locally to him. So <laughs> he lives like just probably 10 miles away or I don't, I don't remember where he lives, but anyway. Um, yeah, that's amazing. And so then after your session with Maroon DeWitt, did you, when, how, like, when did you go to take the program? Tell us about yeah. becoming a QHHT practitioner. I know there's like one, levels one, two, and yeah, I, I haven't looked mm -hmm. in a while at, at what the process is. Yeah. And so after I was just processing and integrating because, I mean, as you know from having your session, there's so much to just kind of integrate and think about and process. And I was very much still kind of stuck in the CD matrix world, going to work, getting up, you know, and at the time I was a senior executive at a local bank here in Las Vegas. And I did take uh, my courses, but making that leap and having that trust that the universe is going to take care of me. This is, I'm supported because this is what I'm going to do. It took me a little while longer than, yeah. um, than probably than it should have. Uh, I would do sessions on the weekends and part-time. I decided to finally take that leap when the pandemic hit. So um, at the time, again, I was working at the bank. I was in a boardroom. I was in a meeting after meeting after meeting, skipping my lunch. And I would find myself daydreaming, looking out the window and just realizing that it wasn't, it didn't align with me anymore. Um, I was thinking more about my weekend sessions and like waiting for the time to pass in my day job so that I could go have a session on the weekend with clients. And so when the pandemic hit, I had a team, I think of like 220 people under me at that time. 
and a lot of them were outsourced. And we ended up, I ended up losing like half of my staff because of the pandemic and we couldn't get staff to come in. But I still had all this work on my shoulders of 200 and something people that my staff had dwindled to about 100 and something. And so I was very stressed, very overwhelmed. And everything kind of came crashing down for me. And I decided it was time. It's like, it's really interesting how I feel like the pandemic was the catalyst for so many people to yeah. make these changes. And I looked at my life, I was miserable. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do this full time now. And so it's been about two years, well over two and a half, about two and a half years, I've been doing this full time as a practitioner. Um, I absolutely love it. Um, I am level two certified right now, working towards level three certification. So excited about that. And um, just to see where this takes me and to keep doing the work and keep helping as many people as I can. That, that's really my goal um, and my purpose here. And, you know, I um, you, I want to just highlight, even though this is a bit 3D, but the bravery of you leaving your job, because with a position <laughs> like that, if you had gotten let go, like if they had eliminated your position, you would have gotten a stipend and you would have had a little buffer, but you actually quit. You actually left the position. So you didn't get any kind of <laughs> little, <laughs> little buffer. No, I think my husband might have wanted to kill me at the time. He's like, are you, are you sure like, you're not? But, I, you know, I, I couldn't do it anymore, Trisha. Yeah, like, I, I, I was crying. I had a breakdown in the parking lot of, of the bank at 6.30 in the morning. And I, you know, I felt like I climbed this corporate ladder to the senior executive role. And I'm like, look over and I, I climbed the wrong ladder. I don't no. want to be on this ladder anymore. Get me down. And so I did because it was either going to be me making this change or some where I was going to give. I, I yeah. couldn't, I just couldn't physically and mentally do it anymore. And taking, taking that leap, it was scary. Um, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It, mm -hmm. It's been, it's been, you know, a road, but I'm here and it's about trust. Mm -hmm. um, that's really what I've learned with the process is trusting the universe is going to take care of me, but really believing that because it's taken care of me this far. It's not going to stop now. <laughs> um, and so, you know, client, the universe sends me clients and the clients always align a lot with my background, my experience and the things I mentioned earlier that I've gone through. Um, and so, yeah, I've had, a, I've actually had a steady flow of clients and it, I love it. So I have also a background with, um, very traumatic. My childhood was um, alcoholism and violent abuse. And then that was the first portion. And then my mother changed partners to someone who was in some ways worse because he targeted only me. And so um, just that there's nothing that is wasted or lost in this life, right? Yeah. That That it's all resourceful. And in a session, like in a QHHT session, You'll get mm -hmm. that clarity. You can ask your subconscious why this happened. What's the purpose? What can I do with this? You know, for example, that's something that you could do. And you'll get that, you'll yeah. get that clarity. You'll get the context to where it all f works and makes sense. And of course, there's still, you know, the process of processing the trauma. And that's one thing. Pro a trauma yeah. is something that QHHT can support, right? The trauma healing. Absolutely. And a lot of um, my clients, 
a majority of my clients seem to be trauma-based, um, like the release. And what really does happen in the sessions uh, is that healing. So there's various parts throughout the session where the trauma release can occur. Um, the first part is really in the past life regression, when we go through the past life experiences and when we enter the, the death scene of that past life, oftentimes that's where we find a lot of underlying trauma. And it's really important to go through that because we thought not only do we uncover the trauma that we didn't even know we were carrying, but we release it and we process it. And I would like to say that clients, they're always very comfortable during that process with no pain or no mental agony or anything as a practitioner. I am sure that. And then in the next part, uh, where a lot of trauma release is uncovered is in the body scan. We're working with the subconscious and the subconscious is scanning the body. Oftentimes we find um, anger, a lot of trapped anger, which as I'm sure maybe you know, can manifest into disease and illness. Um, anger is stored in the stomach a lot. Um, sadness tends to sit in the heart. And I have a practitioner with shame. Shame is a big mm-hmm. one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always ask, okay, what is the root cause of that? Like, when was that first implanted, like in the heart? Where is the sadness coming from? What Take me to that event. Let's talk about that. And then it's like the floodgates open <laughs> and the trauma is, is, re- is released. And, um, a lot of times we're carrying this and, you know, we don't, we don't know it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the you know, most beautiful parts of the session for me. And like where I know that I've really served this person and it really helped them. And after the session, I'll be like, Oh my gosh, I just feel like this huge weight was lifted that I didn't even know I had. Um, you but know, one with... thing I would like, Oh, I'm sorry. No, please go ahead. <laughs> Another thing I would like to say um, to your point earlier about, mm-hmm trauma and what we experience in our life and this comes up a lot in sessions is that we sign up for that before this lifetime we (laughs) we pick a life we pick our experiences and the experiences are custom tailored to the lessons that we need to learn so everything that we go through everything we experience in this life is because we've chosen to learn that lesson we've chosen Mm -hmm. that experience um, whether it's to make us stronger or um, because we, 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 at a soul level, haven't learned that lesson yet from a previous life. Um, everything that we go through is, is for a reason. Yeah. I uh, also, uh, you know, as we dispatch ourselves before, you know, before life and we dispatch, we pick that family and we can yeah. see the probabilities or we can see what's already there. I was the youngest. This mess of my family was already, had already started. And I could obviously from a soul level see my mother's trauma in her past, which might lead her to the second family that she created. And the other point is with people who, like you said, work in the light, people who are way showers, people who are possibly, you know, what, what Ra calls the brothers and sisters of sorrow or the wanderers, the ones who are, who have already in, in a way experienced we've already experienced some of that on a soul level. And the reason we come to experience it again is because we bring light through that child that we will be. So Mm -hmm. we kind of, even though we have to go through it, if we choose that experience, we're also supporting the family or whatever's going on. You're you're basically like a spirit guide for your parent. Mm -hmm. And 
Absolutely. And one thing that comes up- Incarnated spirit guide, I should say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, one thing that comes up a lot in the sessions is after the past life regression portion in the QHHT session, um, when the soul crosses over to the other side, there's like the sense of tranquility and we'll, we'll kind of wait there and see who comes forward to greet you or meet you after the past life. And at that point, usually it's a spirit guide or a soul family who will come and greet you and the person will review their life. And at that point, after the life review, they also decide if they want to incarnate again. And I've sat with uh, many clients and um, while they're in trance, while they are looking at lifetimes and they're reviewing lifetimes and picking their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens a lot in sessions. They're like, I want that person to be my mom. I want that person to be my dad. This is the soul family that I am picking. And so to your point, absolutely. Uh, we do incarnate you know, in, into that child. And oftentimes we, we do lead the way in the family or we break generational curses. And mm-hmm. even though we might have learned a lesson before in a previous life, we come back to help others even learn those lessons. Yeah. Oh, it's so amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to highlight how you are trained, I'm mm-hmm. trained as well, in hypnosis. And it's really important to have someone who has proper training because some people will do a weekend seminar and they're a, hypnos- you're a hypnotherapist. And the the reason why the training is so important is because even though I've never worked with you, I know your training and I know, you know, I've, I've worked with Yarun, who's, uh, we both have worked with. And it is, you, you are safe in the hands of a qualified hypnotherapist. And QHHT is definitely a highly qualifying process. And so when Jennifer is talking about the trauma release. It's actually because Jennifer is holding the space, letting your subconscious guide it. Mm -hmm. So your subconscious knows what is ready to be released, knows what is safe for you to process through the body. Whereas in situations where someone isn't properly trained, they can kind of force a a release, but it really is actually re-traumatizing the person. And there's a big distinction. The way that you work, I know it, first of all, I can feel it intuitively. Second of all, I just know your training. It's really it, it, it's it's a it is a gentle process where um, you're basically a sherpa. Jennifer is a sherpa into your subconscious, and it takes the lead. And that trauma release that she's talking about that has to happen through a physical release, through an emotional release, because that's how trauma comes in. It comes in physically, it comes in emotionally, and it needs to also be expressed that way. That's why dreams happen. That dreams is another great way for trauma to be released. Once again, dreams are safe because mm-hmm. your subconscious is leading it. So anyway, I just wanted to take a moment to <laughs> to make sure everyone knows how qualified you are and how important mm-hmm. that is. It's very important. And I'm so glad actually that you brought that up. And it's interesting how things align because just yesterday I was posting about, about that and about how it's the importance of a qualified and trained hypnotherapist. Um, and I would like to also lead by saying that with QHHT process, your subconscious is always in control. Mm-hmm. Hypnosis is a very natural state of mind, mm-hmm. but we go down to the synambulistic state of mind, which is um, which is what Dolores had uncovered and discovered through her life's work, is how to contact 
the oversoul or, um, you know, the higher self, which is connected to source. So Mm -hmm. we are dealing with the deepest parts of your mind that typically aren't accessed um, in other levels or other types of therapies. And so it's very important that you have a guide who is knowledgeable and who can read the body. A lot of it is reading the client's body language. The body will tell me uh, when it's time to release something. The body gives me clues, signals that let me know like, if I need to relieve some discomfort and by, by gently suggesting something or say, you know, telling them to breathe or to do this or that. Uh, there's certain, you know, cues and clues that I'm trained to look for as a qualified, um, you know, QHHT practitioner. And that's really important um, because if not, what can happen is, you know, your mind your mind can play these scenarios and your mind can get lost in these these um, processes and like the mental matrix, as I call it, if you're not brought out of hypnosis correctly yes. or if the trauma, to your point, doesn't get released correctly, it can re-traumatize the body and, and it can, you know, um, cause the mind to, you know, that monkey mind to play the scenarios over and over and over. So the bringing out of the session is really the key allowing the body to truly process the trauma and having the qualified practitioner there who recognizes and can watch your body and know the cues and the clues to to help really fully release that trauma. So it it is very important to anyone who's interested in doing this type of work or having a session. I highly encourage you to thoroughly research and look for a highly trained practitioner. I can't stress Mm -hmm. that enough. It's the importance of it. And I have to plug, I am trained by HMI College of Hypnotherapy. I'm in their second year program, Mind Body Psychology. Um, I say do both. (laughs) HMI is a, there's a a one year and then there's also a second year. And I want to have you, there's a Hulu show called um, Fleischman is in Trouble. And it has, Mm -hmm. um, what's her name? Claire Danes, isn't it? It's a really great show. Yeah. Okay. Watch it. You'll love it. It's a great show. And the recent, the, the episode that was just released, oh, I feel bad now. I'm going to spoil it for you. <laughs> well, now I have to know. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Well, not really, because you'll still like appreciate. It's not really like a, a big reveal. But anyway, she, so she's clearly, um, the character is clearly in a state of anxiety and like holding a lot of trauma in her body. She goes to like a yoga retreat. And mm-hmm. she has a primal scream session, which, by the way, I, I don't really, I don't know when or how those are beneficial. It can be very dangerous. So she's this practitioner and he's like, okay, scream. And she's like super agitated and like her body, you know, and everything. And she goes like, ah, you know, she really can't do it. But he kind of really pressures her to scream. And she screams so hard and so loud. And it really is like jerking that trauma into mm-hmm. her body and she has a psychological break after that and he just yeah. like l- send her on her way and you know there she goes yeah. it's like such a great example of what not to do <laughs> so once again he's just like not not able to take her like no sensory acuity like you're talking about looking at her body mm-hmm. knowing what is being gentle with her knowing he doesn't have any of that training, this character. It's not a real person. So it's a great show anyway, so watch it. But that yeah. last, I think it's the sixth episode. It was it's the last one that's in the, you know, that was recently released. 
such a great example of that. Or wait, no, it's not the last one. It's the second to the last one. But anyway. You said really, called, really. I, I am Fleischman. Fleischman is in trouble. Oh, Fleischman yeah. is in trouble. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I remember so that. I want to talk about um, how I can't, I'm honestly, it's kind of hard for me to believe that there's still so many myths about hypnosis. I, right? Like, cause I kind of, I guess I kind of grew up, maybe it's from my past life coming in and I'm like, I remember what that's all about. I never, I understand that stage hypnosis is one thing and, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I just can't yeah. believe how, how much misunderstanding there is about it. Not, not only that, but like watching certain like crime dramas where they, they actually pressure a false confession to come out because they basically hypnotized the person and implanted the suggestions that they did the thing. Yeah. Anyway, the point is myths about hypnosis. Let's debunk some of those, shall we? You go yeah, ahead. <laughs> You've got, got some so, good information on this. Hollywood has done a very good job at creating this picture of uh, hypnosis where it's mind control or, mm -hmm. to your point, stage hypnosis, where you're going to, you know, do, you're not in control of your mind and body, which couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. As I mentioned earlier, hypnosis is a very natural state of mind. And we actually um, work in the theta state. Mm -hmm. And as humans, we're in that state of mind already every day, two times every day. Uh, once in the morning when we're waking up and kind of maybe in and out of that dreamlike state. And again at night, as we're drifting off and falling asleep, we enter that hypnotic state again. And I'm sure anybody listening can relate. Like maybe you're falling asleep and then you wake up and you're like, oh my goodness, I forgot to do this or I forgot to do that. And it's kind of like that state where images and symbols and pictures start to, to come through as you're entering that dreamlike state. So that right there is where we work with, with, with hypnosis is that theta state of mind. The client is very much aware. Um, well, the conscious mind isn't aware, but they are aware on a subconscious level of what's going on throughout the session. They're in control at all times. And the thing I would like to highlight is your higher self is in control and your higher self loves you very much. It's not going to make you do anything that's dangerous or that it doesn't want to do or that doesn't serve your higher purpose. Or embarrass um, you. Some people are worried like, oh, I'm going to say something that's embarrassing that I don't yeah. want to share with you. <laughs> that is a common fear. Um, mm -hmm. And I do always tell my clients, that, you know, that's actually never happened. Yeah. Everything that comes forward, it comes forward with a purpose. Mm -hmm. There's a reason behind it. And it, your subconscious is releasing that information or telling you or saying these things because you need to know them in order to move forward on your current life path. Um, so, yes, everyone can be hypnotized as well. <laughs> a lot of people who come and are like, I can't be hypnotized. That's not true. This is simply not true. Everybody, again, we all enter that state of mind twice a day. It's very natural. What I do find is your belief system needs to align. You need to truly, in your heart, you need to believe in this, this work. And we'll find out really quickly if you don't. <laughs> um, in, uh, sometimes you know, people resist. And you will and you can be hypnotized if you can simply just let go and relax and trust the process enough to allow it to happen. And that's the beauty of, of, of this type of work. That's where the magic happens or, um, you know, lessons are learned, information comes forward, 
people receive the answers. But it's nothing like Hollywood portrays. It's safe, uh, it's natural, and uh, there's nothing dangerous with hypnosis, which really isn't. I want to share with you while you were just, it, it was when you said your beliefs need to align with it or need to, mm-hmm. you know, um, I saw um, it, <laughs> I saw a, a fairy. <laughs> Can I share yeah. that with you? <laughs> yes, yes, please. <laughs> Because it's it's um, if you're open to it, it's it's a it's, it's someone for you. It's it's a guide or yeah. it's it's someone who tends to you. Are you interested in yes, <laughs> hearing? I want to know. <laughs> All right, Please. that doesn't always happen. I just saw him right here, and he's an elf actually, and it's a it's a masculine energy. Um, and he's his. I asked what kind of name, and they always give me silly names. It seems, and he said dandy. <laughs> I love that. Hey, good. I Dan. love that. <laughs> dandy and he says i dance upon the shores and i play upon the wind and i travel in the spaces and the places that Mm -hmm. others dare to dream about and this one here is my partner and my friend and we've done this many times before we've done this through and around weaving through timelines and we dance upon the air and the wind in the cosmos together we come together at times and we depart at times, always returning, always returning. And in this time, she is the one to hold the flesh. And in the next one, I may be the one who, to hold the wind. But we always find a way to meet again upon the stars and upon the land. That is so beautiful. Ooh. I have chills. <laughs> oh, he's wow. beautiful. He's so sweet, too. Um Oh, dandy. Dandy. I'm gonna have to, I'm so writing it down so I can listen back to it. Yeah. He's um very gentle. Um I feel that. I feel that. He's what I would say well, yeah, I this he's um yeah, that's right. A cosmic elf is the term that I've been that they've told me before. And it's like it's like an elemental who's multidimensional. So he they will be here and working with this, but they also work with other planes of existence and then the cosmic planes overseeing elements and also aether. So anyway, um it was interesting. I saw the flash in it with my physical eye and it was like a white blue white blue with a little bit of green around it and it was really beautiful so anyway back to you (laughs) thank you for letting him come through thank you thank you for that um that means a lot and i really listened back to that too to that message is so beautiful i'll send you a timestamp of it so you can find it (laughs) and we will be right back Hi there, it's Trisha. And before we continue with this podcast, I just want to make sure that you know that there is a big calendar of educational events for my Intuitive Healing Arts Academy. This is new branding, if you will, on my Academy of Teaching. What we have coming up is Intuitive Psychic Development Levels 2 and 3. Both of those will have a lot of practice time in it because that is how you develop, enhance a new experience of your psychic and intuitive abilities as well as teaching meditation and attunement from me. And we also have advanced channeling workshops and we have two long form deep dive which will include a certification for those who are interested in animal communication and healing, and multidimensional mediumship and channeling. So check out the link in the description. They're all coming up. It's going to be all throughout the year. I want to see you there, and I'm excited about it. And now back to the show. So, okay, back to the 
myths. Did we cover all of that? I want to make sure. Yes. Hollywood likes to use it as a device, you know? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think, you know, really to maybe even scare us away from doing this type of work. I mean, because Mm -hmm. if we're in that fear-based mindset, we're not going to come and discover these modalities and these types of healing that's available. And so I encourage everyone out there, you know, do your research. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of sessions and information online. Find a practitioner if you're interested that calls to you for you know, this type of healing or getting the answers, trauma release, uh, past life. There's so many beautiful things that we do with, with QHHT. So. I do have something I want to ask you about because we're right in this area about qualified practitioners and everything. Mm-hmm. Because I've had a couple of clients who had QHHT sessions that didn't work for work for them, but it's, but it's, it's really, I'll tell you just one of them, the person who came to me, the practitioner, and I don't know if this person only had that they said they were a QHHT practitioner. I don't know how much of the education they had, but they told this client that she couldn't be hypnotized, which you just said, you, I mean, I know that. So I was like, she must not have been listening. I know Dolores wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like have taught that, it, you know, that wouldn't no. be in the training. So she no. told this person that they, that she couldn't be hypnotized. And then she did a, bi- she did a proxy session. So she hypnotized someone else and said that she accessed her soul. And then the client who came to me was like, and I just like, I don't understand because none of it aligned for me. I didn't feel. And so this person felt like she was messed up because first she can't be hypnotized. Second of all, this proxy session, she didn't resonate with at all, but she thought it was her failing because she had authority in this. Anyway, <laughs> can you, can you release me from that? Because that doesn't feel like it aligns with anything I know about Dolores Cannon's work or QHHT. That practitioner, that's not, that, that person was off base, right? <laughs> Well, yes and no. So okay. first I will say that, do you, do you by chance know if they had attempted to do a session previously that they maybe did. didn't fail with a second attempt? I don't remember maybe. if it was one or two attempts, but yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so everyone can be hypnotized, but as mm-hmm. I touched on before, your belief system. Yeah, you might, need, you might need mm-hmm. more. So sometimes it takes more time to, I mean, for example, I am conditioned to, I'm easily conditioned to go into the state of hypnosis because I've been meditating and self-hypnotizing for years. So I can go boom like that at will. So essentially, like you said, your beliefs have to change around it. You have to believe that it's safe. Mm -hmm. You also maybe need to be conditioned to the process. I'm going to, I'm going to sneeze. And, And so to your point, yes, feeling safe is absolutely a factor. Um, your belief system aligning. But we do have those people, and as you know, as a trained hypnotist yourself, who live in that analytical mindset, mm-hmm. who it's about control and yeah. releasing control. The conscious mind likes to stay in control. And we mm-hmm. see it a lot trying to interfere in sessions. Mm-hmm. And that is because, you know, um, with hypnosis, we work in the right side of the brain. That is the creative side. That is mm-hmm. the meditative side. It is the side of the brain that delivers our dreams to us. And then there is the analytical side of the mind, which is where the conscious mind resides, which is the left brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have, and I encounter a lot of left brain thinkers where it can sometimes be a challenge, uh, a challenge to get them to let go of that control because they start to analyze in the session. Mm-hmm. Like they start yeah. to overthink. 
why did I say that? That's not right. That doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. And as long as that part of the mind is running, this doesn't make sense. I can't, and you're trying to analyze the thoughts. It's hard for them. Um, it, it's hard to reach that somnambulistic state of mind. So you have to practice and feel comfortable with you and be able to let go. Now, if somebody resists that a lot, I mean, as a practitioner, I have certain tools and tricks in my my little tool, my little tool chest that I can pull out. But ultimately, it's up to the person to let go, relax to that state, and trust the process enough. If they can't do that, then it's not that they can't be hypnotized, but they're not allowing it. And I will say that, yes, we do, as QHHT practitioners, have a technique where we can proxy in. But usually, I don't offer that up um, unless they feel unless they feel called to do so. And I, I personally know a practitioner that does that for a lot of her clients. Um, her husband will will be the proxy, and for people that are those left brain thinkers that just can't get there, sometimes they will offer that up, and they they will have her husband will contact the subconscious mind for that person. Um, it's not something that I like to do. It essentially I, I sounds I, like yeah. channeling. So essentially, very, it's very just channeling. Yeah. And so <laughs> this person, yeah. So essentially, I mean, I, I do that in my intuitive session, my empathic channeling sessions, I induce myself and, you know, I channel from their soul. Um, but, and that is in a, it's in an alpha theta state. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. little, it goes theta for a little bit, but, but I've trained myself to know when or they just kind of pull me up. So anyway, I have a lot of experience with it, so I can do that. Like right when I channeled the message from Dandy, that was sort of, Dandy. yeah, it was a little alpha theta. It was a little more on the alpha because I was like mm-hmm. telling them I don't want to go too deep because I don't want to go too long. <laughs> um, but yeah, I let go and then the channeled message comes through. So mm-hmm. that's the thing with with QHHT is it always just one session? Because if you worked a little more therapeutically, if you worked like t- three sessions, four sessions, then you might be able to k- get them build the rapport, build mm-hmm. build the trust and shift the beliefs, and then, you know, f- bring them. I mean, I know Dolores did work therapeutically because sometimes when I do when I do this process, I don't do QHHT specifically, but I do do a process of past lives and then life between lives, super conscious. And I usually do them in different sessions because mm-hmm. the past life sometimes, as Dolores says in her books, sometimes it'll be something that's a little mundane that comes up first. Yeah. That's what they're, com- that's what they're comfortable connecting with. The next time they may go a little deeper, then they're ready to go to the thing. Anyway, do you ever work multiple sessions to help to facilitate that trust and that conditioning to get the conscious mind to let go? Absolutely. It's a lot of talking I did. (laughs) Oh, no. And to your point, it it is a lot about building that trust, establishing that rapport. And I guess this is a good time to kind of highlight, too, what goes on behind the scenes of a QHHT session. Mm -hmm. One of the most important things about the session is is the interview. Mm -hmm. And I usually spend about an hour and a half to almost two hours getting to know the person first, establishing that rapport because and people they need to show the heck up <laughs> they, they need to come ready prepared to talk to me to open up if you're sitting there and your hands are clenched I might actually recommend that you come back for a different time because that tells me you're not ready um if you can't open up establish that rapport and feel comfortable and safe with me 
your subconscious sure the heck isn't going to come out in the session if you can't talk to me like the way that we're talking now. Um, so that's really important, um, as, as you said, you know, to establish rapport, to gain that trust with your practitioner, know that it's a safe place, you're not being judged. And if the practitioner's done the job right and you know, done a really good job at establishing that rapport, then they should be able to help them overcome that in the session so that they can go under to the level where we contact and we reach out to non-realistic state of mind. Mm -hmm. and then, um, so yes, the interview portion of QHHT is very, very important. Um, from there, then I'll usually we'll take like a quick break. We go into the session, which lasts about anywhere, usually about two hours under the hypnotic state. And then we do the debrief after where we talk about what was learned and you know processing and integrating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So there's nothing, by the way, there's nothing wrong with someone not being ready. You know, we are all in different yeah. parts of our journey. Um, and so there's there's nothing wrong with it. You're not being ready to release the conscious mind. Your body isn't ready to relax or your heart isn't ready to mm -hmm. relax. It's okay that beliefs take some time to shift. I mean, obviously, yeah. we're all on whatever path. But it, so it might mm -hmm. be something that you really consider before doing something that's like a deep immersive process like this exactly. do you recommend that people have some kind of spiritual or meditation practice that might make it easier for them because even if someone meditated for like two months before they came to you like 10 minutes a day they'd probably be able to enter that state more more comfortable more uh, swiftly i would say what do you what do you think about yeah. that you know everyone is really different i have mm -hmm. some client have some clients who even though they meditate, maybe don't get as deep as I would really like. Oh, to for sure. Yeah. And I have other clients who think, who come to me, they'll sit down, I can't be hypnotized. And they go the deepest. And I know. So it's, it's really, I never know what I'm going to get. Um, and to your, your point, Trisha, there's nothing wrong with not being ready. But I do think that as a practitioner, I'm obligated to look for those cues and look for those signs in my clients. Because if they're not ready, I don't want I don't want them to walk away thinking like, oh, QHHT doesn't work. Mm -hmm. and, or I'm and, broken. And, Even worse, they say I'm, I'm broken. broken. Yeah. And uh -huh. that's not the case. The case is that you weren't ready. The cues were there. The signs were there. And that comes with time. Um, I'll give you a little story. I did have a client when I first started. And I recognized the body language intuitively, like, her, she was clenching her knuckles so tight that they were turning white. And it was like the conversation, which should be a very natural flowing state of her, you know, telling me about her life experiences. It was like us pulling teeth. And I remember thinking, she's not ready. But I was too, I was a little nervous. I was like, I don't want her to think I'm mean if I send her away. And she, she ended up not being ready uh, because you know, she didn't feel quite comfortable. And I, you know, she just wasn't ready to open up. And it wasn't her time. So I had to, I did invite her back for a second session. You know, we didn't charge her for the for the first one. She came back for a second session, and I explained to her about you know, being ready and opening up and doing some, you know, a little bit of inner work to prepare yourself. And the second session was very successful. That's good. And yeah. So yeah, I think it's not goes into our training as practitioners mm -hmm. is you know as we we're talking about earlier about being able to read the body language and know how to help somebody. And um, now I'm, I'm not afraid. <laughs> like, if I don't think you're ready, I, I, I will tell a client that and we'll reschedule. But it doesn't happen often. It really yeah. doesn't. 
Um, but I want people to get the most out of this experience. I don't want them to think that they're broken or, or something mm-hmm. like that, like you said. And QHHT is a sort of cataclysmic experience, it, yeah. it, more than it is therapeutic because it's, it's based. It's meant to be one big immersive session or maybe come back next year or in two years, right? Like, mm-hmm. how, uh, do you see people repeatedly? Um, I mean, as opposed to where I do therapeutic hypnosis and we meet like, you know, I work with clients for a little while and they're, and maybe sometimes we do, but when we do something that's like past life regression or the life between life, it is a three hour session or something, you know? So yeah, it's Mm -hmm. meant to be that big cataclysmic, catalytic experience, cracking the soul open, asking Mm -hmm. your soul big questions. So (laughs) it is, and um, it is the deepest tool of personal development, the the type of work that both of us are doing. Mm -hmm. And it's life altering uh, and life changing. I had a client who messaged me the other day. She, and I I posted it on my Instagram. She said, I am not the same person that I was when I walked through your door last month. Everything has changed for me. And when I get those messages, I just got chills. Just you know, I, I get chills, and because I know that, wow, I'm, this this works. This makes yeah. a difference. There's reasons why you know we have millions of practitioners. You know, uh, not millions. We have thousands of practitioners worldwide, and so many people are you know stumbling across this type of work is because it's you know it's life changing, life altering. It's it's mm-hmm. deep healing at the soul level. That's what the soul open, like you said. Yeah, and that's what my channeling sessions are like. I have a ninety-minute chance. Sometimes it's like a little more. That's what mine's like. It's like you do this once per year at most, and then I have other things that are more therapeutic, either shorter reading sessions or my hypnotherapy. Um, and so that's why it, I, I bring that up because that's why it makes sense that you want to be ready. You need to ready yourself. Yes. It's not going to be done to you. None of this is going to be done to you. That's the other no. myth about hypnosis: is that hypnosis <laughs> is done to you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, and like I tell every client, they are in control. Your subconscious, mm-hmm. your oversoul, higher self, whatever you want to refer to it, is in the driver's seat. It brought you here today. It has information it wants to release to you and things that need to happen to help you, you know, and realign, realign you on the correct path in this life. And, and so they are always in control. The subconscious, higher self knows exactly what's going on at all times. And it, it will take care of the client during the session. So Yeah. This is a little tangential, but just last night in my um in a a lab that I was in for my mind body psychology program and um one of the one of my fellow students was talking, was sharing a case about smoking cessation. She'd never done, you know, a quit smoking client before. And uh, people are saying like, well, the most important thing you who have done, they're like, they have to, you have to find out their why. Cause if they're like, oh, my, my wife wants me to quit. Nope. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm not going to take your money. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. not going to work. So you have to be, you have to want it. You have to be ready and you have to, mm-hmm. it, it, cause it is a do, as I said, it's not a do to process. It's a do with. And you're there to be exactly. her guide and her Sherpa. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's all I am. As a practitioner, I am the guide. I'm there to look for those cues. I'm there to make sure, you know, as we talked about earlier, um, you know, to watch the body, to know when the, you know, the trauma needs to be released, you know, to walk them through the process and to ensure that they get the best, you know, session for them to get exactly what they need. All the answers to their questions that they wrote down and gave me, I, I, you know, we get those answers and we find out 
um, you know, the root cause of trauma. That's I'm a root cause type of person. Like I want to know why, why is that there? Why is why is it why are they holding the anger in the stomach? When was that implanted? Is that this lifetime? Is that a previous lifetime? Why are we holding on to that? So, you know, I, I really dig deep in sessions because I want to make sure that every that they're getting what they pay for, you know, that, that they're getting the release, the trauma, um, you know, letting go of that trauma that they've been holding on to. Mm-hmm. Let's um, begin our conclusion, if you will, with a juicy alien. I don't even like to call them aliens. I like to call them ETs just because they're on a different plane of existence, but we'll say aliens. <laughs> People love yeah. alien abduction stories, love alien stories. And if you're interested in Dolores Cannon's work, you probably are interested in how we work with these interdimensionals. And so you have abduction experiences, stories, or do you have experiences of your own as well? That's another question. Maybe wherever you want to go with that. What's interesting is, you know, as I touched earlier, a lot of my childhood was based on aliens. Like, um, I don't want to get into that. Okay. I was just trying to think how deep to go. We only have a certain amount of time. Um, oh, that's you know, fine. Like, I said earlier, and like my mom would take me to MUFON conventions at like 12, 13. We were, uh, just, she thought she was an alien. She told me I was an alien. And growing up, I didn't understand that, mm. you know, why is this happening? But now, as these people are coming through my door, I'm like, wow, I was really prepared. <laughs> I'm your go-to. If, if you've had an abduction or think you've had an abduction or you think, you know, you see something in this, like, come, come to me. I, I've seen it all. I've heard it all. One of my most unique sessions is a girl who came through the door. And, you know, first of all, I say everything's confidential. Nobody knows who my clients are. Um, you know, to talk you know, about the experiences. Yeah. And she felt she had missing time. She's like, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand what's going on. I have these pockets of time where I don't know what has happened to me. And her and her husband have been driving to the store. And uh, here in Nevada, at, on the outskirts of Nevada, and they don't recall making it to the store. They all of a sudden, like several hours have passed. And they're sitting on the couch. Wow. And oh, he too? So both too. of them. Oh, both wow. Them. That's there's, fascinating. Yeah, very fascinating. There's this random TV show on the TV that she's like, we would never be watching. And both of them, they look at each other and he's like, do you remember going to the store? She's like, I don't remember anything. Like, and they look at the clock and it's been like four or five hours. She's, <gasps> and she tells me, you know, in the session, like, she was nervous. She's like, I'm really nervous. And she's like, says she's been having, she's like, been having these dreams that I don't know if they're dreams, but I keep dreaming because since this happened, that I'm waking up on a spaceship. And and I the other night, I'm falling asleep, and there's an orb hovering over my husband's cell phone. I saw it, and it zipped out the room. So I regressed her, and she had a fascinating past life, by the way. But then we get to the point after the past life and we pass and we go through the death scene and we I call forward the subconscious. <laughs> a, a lot. There was a lot that came forward. And so that missing time, first thing that her subconscious said is she needs to check her cell phone. The proof is there. Tell her to check the cell phone. Yes, check she needs to check her cell phone because um, there's a video. They want the video. And that was why the orb was hovering over the cell phone, but it was on her cell phone. And so her subconscious said, 
Look at the date and time of your missing time experience and you will find a video. I just, I just get chills talking about this. Yeah. And I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. Um, because we did look at her cell phone right after, and um, the uh, her subconscious reveals that she and her husband have both signed up for for this experience, uh, this life, and to be basically um, not an ex- not an experiment, but they gather data from them. So they are being they were being visited, and they were you know aliens species was collecting samples from them in order to help humanity and they were studying the DNA and she had woken up on the ship that she did recall that correctly. They tried to mask the memory uh, and make it seem like a dream, but but it, it wasn't. She had woken up and she sat up on, on the ship because she's more conscious. Her vibration was a little higher, they said, than her husband's this was the reason reasoning that was given. And they tried to, at that point, they tried to rewrite the memory and she mm. was she was struggling with that. Like she knew in her her intuition, she knew that I don't think that this is a dream. I don't think I'm dreaming. So there were had been multiple um, abductions, and there was even one time where she went into her backyard and she looked and she was visited. It came down into her backyard, and she said that in the session, she's like, "They're pulling my my consciousness out of my body." And oh, Dolores yeah. talks about this. She's like, they're, she's like, they're sucking my con- like my consciousness is being pulled, and she was being like pulled out of the body, and then she wakes up, um, like it, it, she they, she would find herself like in the bed, like waking up, like what happened, and so I get a lot of these stories, but this is I think the most interesting one because after the session we look at the cell phone and she was scrolling through, and there's this video, and you know, as they. You said earlier, I'm, I'm very well versed on you know, taking pictures of the skies and analyzing, you know, photos since I was a child, <laughs> looking for things. I've never in my life seen anything like what was on this woman's video. Um, so there, she must have pulled off to the side of the road because she, um, the way the video is taken, it looks like she's standing on the side of the road and it's right around dusk. It looks like dusk time, and in the sky there is three silver round, rather large though, like orb looking objects, um, three silver ones. And then they're like, they're all hovering and aligned, perfectly aligned, they're like hovering. And then all of a sudden it goes, and then they flip and then they align this way. And then this is where it gets really tricky. Oh, <laughs> this is where? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything like this. Then they start to come closer to her, and the three silver orbs go, and they melt into one red orb, and then and then the video cuts off. Was she holding the video, or how was the video yeah. taken? What was the POV? It, it, yeah, from the POV, it looks like she's holding it. You can hear her boyfriend's like, "What is?" Or her husband's like, "What is that? What's going on?" She's like, "I don't know. I never." And you, you can hear that. She didn't even know this was on her phone. Right. And so I, I know, like I said, you know, I, I consider myself somewhat of an expert in UFOism. I've never seen anything like that, and I was, I was amazed. Did she publish it somewhere? Did she like she share it? it? She, was, she didn't. Um, I think she was really 
struggling to process and I didn't want to ask for the video. I don't right. I wouldn't you know, yeah. if if they want it back, <laughs> especially, you know, um, is which is what her subconscious says, like they want that video back. They're trying that's why they're hovering over your cell phone. Um yeah. And so it, it was that's I think that's one of my favorite sessions. I have a lot of incredible stories that, you know, come forward in sessions, but that's one of my favorites. Just Oh my gosh. If she ever yeah. publishes it, you have to let us know. Because we want to see. It. Did she, she see she said, mm-hmm. go, oh, ahead. go ahead? Oh, she said she's like, I'm definitely coming back for more sessions. So yeah. I'll find out if she published it. Okay. Um, did she see does she have a memory? Or did she see them? Like what did they look like? The ETs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, you know, typical description from what we've heard, uh, she described a gray. You know, tall? Divide. Tall gray or a short gray? Yes. Um, well, she had two separate experiences. And okay. the experience where her consciousness was, like, tugged out of her body, that was a tall gray. And she described also at that point when she, her consciousness was taken out and she was, she was transported onto the ship. Um, the mantis. I don't know if you are you familiar mm-hmm. with mantis. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I know. Yeah. I know all about you know them. <laughs> okay. Yes. So she experienced an encounter with, with mantis, and uh-huh. was like trying. That was where the reprogramming of the mind and the memory was was happening, and she was a little bit nervous. She's like, this thing is like part machine, but it's also like a being, and mm-hmm. I, I feel scared, but it's also like a loving feeling that's coming over me, and um. So there was that experience. And then she was visited um, by, by the short grays. And that was in the experience where they had pulled off to the side of the road, and which was the first encounter. And those are the, also when she um, is, a, I guess they have been having multiple abductions at night, according to her subconscious. Those are the ones that are visiting her. And did, did anything come out around this? Is she, can she opt out? Can she say no thank you or what? They've agreed. <laughs> I mean, they, they agreed prior to this life, and they're okay yeah. with it now. Now that she okay. comes, well, she was confused, and that's why she came to me. She's like, I think I'm losing my mind, and she was a little yeah. at first, and I was like, you've come to the right person. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, your, I'm your girl. <laughs> it's okay. I got, you can't come anything that, you know, this is a safe place. And so, I, you know, I really walked her through it, and I shared a little bit, you know, the sessions about my client, but I did, you know, try to you know, comfort her, share a little bit about, you know, my background and the things that I know. And I was like, you know, we'll uncover whatever it is and your subconscious will let you know. And so, yes, both her and her husband, um, this is why they're here. This is the reason for the life. And that's, they both signed on and agreed to do it. So they're okay with it now. So amazing. If she ever, yeah. if she ever wants to, sh- if she ever feels like she, if it's appropriate or anything like that, like tell mm-hmm. her she can come on my show too, because we would love to Absolutely. hear. Um, but thank you so much for sharing. That's amazing. I wish I had seen that video. I want to see that video. <laughs> I know. I feel like I really wish I had a copy of it, but then, like I said, I don't think I want a copy on my phone. I know. But yeah. it, just, I've never seen anything like this, Trisha. I. I and I, you know, I started thinking, like, oh, you can't, you can't shock me, but that did shock me. You know, yeah. Like, wow. That's a video I've never, and I told her I, I haven't seen anything like that before. So. 
Incredible. Well, thank you so much. Well, this has been just so amazing. And we are going to do this again. Uh, we have it scheduled already. So I'll let everyone know about that. And next time we meet, we're going to do it live. And we'll we'll, we'll talk to people, answer some questions. Maybe you'll share another amazing story like this. This is yes. exciting. So is there anything else you want to share with us before you leave? Uh, ways that people can work with you, whatever you have going on, let us know, uh, or anything else you want to share as we yeah. close this. You know, first, I would like to say, because I would imagine that maybe many of your listeners, people who have stumbled on, you know, to your podcast, they might be going through something similar or transitioning on wherever they are on their spiritual journey. And if you are being called to step forward and work in the light and do a different, you know, line of work, don't be scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being called to it for a reason. Yeah. Um, trust me, I took the leap and I was frightened. And here I am. I'm still okay. And I'm helping people and fulfilling my purpose. So if you are out there listening to this and this message resonates with you, take that leap and, and trust. And for anybody who's interested in the session, it, it's the most incredible, amazing experience that you will have. I, I am confident in that. You can reach out to me. I am in the Las Vegas area, as I previously mentioned. Um, Trisha, do you link my information in? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. And do you, do you do sessions only in person or do you do remote sessions as well? Um, right now, I do sessions in person. However, very soon, I will also be um, trained in BQH, which does open up for me to be able to do online sessions. Okay, and great. BQH is very similar to QHHT. It's just an online version. Um, so, yes, I, pretty soon I will be able to do the online um, sessions as well. Good, good, good. Okay, awesome. Wow, Jennifer. <sighs> Such a cool time. I, I want seriously, we could, and I really do mean it. Like we do have another, um, we have another s session scheduled to get together yeah. and talk about this stuff, but we need to do this more often. <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing and for the work that you do for the, all of your encouraging. I love how you're encouraging us. I also had to make that transition. It's worth it. Yeah. And it so is. just thank you. Thank you for all the work that you're doing on our beautiful world. Thank you for having me. Right. <laughs> okay. I wanted to tell you to check the show notes because I am, as I'm publishing this, it's, I think it's going to be tomorrow or the two days from the time that this goes, that this gets published where I'm actually going live with Jennifer. And so check the show notes. You'll see exactly when that's live. You can join us live and we will answer questions and, um, and you can, you know, just connect with us on a live stream. And so the, in the show notes, you'll see a link to that, the time and everything, but you can click through on the link on YouTube and you can like, um, reserve or you can, it's, yeah, it, you, you click the bell or something like that. And then you can actually get a notification and know when to show up, but you can also just watch it on replay, which I will tell you, I highly recommend. Obviously I may actually publish the audio version on the podcast feed. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, 
I encourage you to find Jennifer, go and check out her information. If you're in the Las Vegas area, she's currently doing those sessions in person. And if you are not, just still follow her because she's about to be receive her certification to, bo- to do sessions remotely as well. So that'll be amazing. And um, oh, we also mentioned in the episode, Yarun DeWitt. So we have that linked below the episodes where I had Yarun on. I talked to him. We need to get we need to get back together and and have him on the show again. He's such a light, and I had a session with him. So I just encourage you to check out QHHT if it feels if it feels like you are ready for that experience. But I also tell you that you know I do therapeutic hypnosis, and one of the things that I do is you know what I'm gonna go ahead and link that below. I just got the. I just got the invitation from Spirit as I'm saying this to um, I have a a special session of package a special package of sessions for doing a process. It's it's not it's not QHHT, but we actually do it's three three or four sessions um, that you we walk through a process like this. But um, do check that out because there may be limited space since I'm doing a lot more teaching and I have my book of of clients but you know if, if it's available i would love to work with you in that way and jennifer would love to work with you if you're in las vegas you definitely need to book with jennifer i my qhht experience was amazing and you know what i lost the recording of it so i didn't even get to listen back to it but it still it still resonates it still echoes inside of my soul and my body and and my mind and i'm still drawing upon it even though i didn't i didn't even i lost the recording there was obviously a reason why i lost the recording so i could just let it percolate without the recording so anyway thank you so much for joining us on this episode i hope you felt that resonance in your body and you felt an expectation of something really exciting and new and for you uh, because i did you know in hearing that amazing story about the alien abduction just helps you to like get perspective that there's there's really much more important things going on than some of the things that kind of bog us down day to day and you know you can have those experiences regularly and if you are guided if you're interested if you feel excitement even if it seems challenging to open your abilities or to shift and become a Uh, some kind of practitioner if you want to be doing spiritual work every day well jennifer and i encourage you to do that and i have a place for you to um, help and uh, grow and guide you in that if you feel led to that in my intuitive healing arts academy you can find what's coming up in the show notes and so with that i will leave you with all of the excitement still in my heart and love for you thanks for tuning in i love you whoever you are